Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. In other words, or you could write it down, um, I can use my belief as a tool, or I could use my beliefs as a tool. So here's the idea. When, after seven years of study and only applying what I was learning within the kind of the constraints of the company that I worked for, I didn't realize that I was doing something that was a little bit detrimental uh, to myself, which was I wasn't challenging myself big enough. I was challenging myself within, you know, kind of the rules of the company that I worked for, which were very limiting. I mean, it's one thing if you're working for a company where you can challenge yourself and, and really expand, but that wasn't the situation that I was in. I was, I was climbing a, a corporate ladder, so to speak. And there was only there was only so much room for success there. I was never going to make the kind of money that never even close uh, to what I wanted. So I didn't really realize this until I stepped out on my own and began to challenge myself. And what I found that was very interesting was now I have to take these tools that I've learned and apply them to big challenges. I mean, challenges that had consequence, right? Because it was my family, it was my company. So I was like, okay, so how am I going to really stay aware of this every day and use everything that I've learned uh, to, to, to challenge myself, to develop the correct belief system for what I needed? I didn't have time to wait around. Okay. It was not like I had like the luxury of procrastinating or like, oh, I didn't do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. I had to do this, do this thing every day. And I, re- and I realized that, okay, now I have to really take these, these uh, tools and look at a few things that I'm finding extremely challenging. And this is what I'm going to challenge you to do from here on out. You look at where you're having trouble where you're having a challenge. Now, this is where you actually, psychologically, intellectually decide, here's a problem. Maybe it's the voice in my head. Maybe it's that I'm procrastinating. Maybe it's that I'm not experiencing the confidence. Maybe I'm not doing my best every day. Maybe I'm having trouble with the individual uh, tasks that I'm actually doing, and it's kind of like, shaky a little bit inside. How do we change that? We change it by choosing to believe the opposite of the problem. Now that's a choice, right? That, and, and that provides instant change because as long as you're conscious of it in the moment, you can say to yourself, okay, so there's a voice in my head that's telling me I'm no good. I don't know if I'll get there. Is it ever going to happen? Is this for me? Um, when is it going to happen? I'm not feeling well today. My energy's low. Nobody will say yes. I don't have enough people to talk to. I've got a stack of debt, like all those different kinds of voices, whatever the voices are in your mind. And you're going to use the belief of 
based on the desire of what you want and that clarity to override that emotion, that voice, and that behavior in the moment. That's how you use the tool. That's how you use the tool of everything that we've been teaching up to this point, which is what? You can choose how you think. So it's about adopting the choice of using a belief against the thing that's trying to hold you back. Because if you don't, what you're really choosing to do is to follow whatever that internal paradigm is and try to get it to fill its need which is basically to stay the same. That's all your subconscious mind wants, wants to do. It's not, uh, uh, you know, we said it was the enemy, right? It is the enemy, but it's not an evil enemy. In other words, it doesn't have an intention to bring you down for some evil means, okay? All it's doing is it is completing the pattern that you created or that was created somewhere in your life and taking it to the nth degree in order to keep you alive. It doesn't know any difference. Everything that happened in your past, you could take um, uh, trials, tribulations, you could take trauma, uh, you could take some of the most horrific things you could have experienced in your childhood, whatever that might be, and realize that those things are gone. It's as if they didn't exist. The only place they exist is a tape loop in your memory. That's the only place they exist. So you want to overcome it. In, it we're, all the things that we're doing are great, but you have to apply it every single day in the moment that it's sticking its little ugly head up in your mind in order to defeat that enemy. The way that I did it was I looked at what are the tools that work for me? Music worked for me in a big way. I took music that really energized me. You know, you, you, all have, you all have music or something that energizes you, right? Um, and I would, I would keep it readily available because it's an instant state changer, right? Something that excites you, gets you up, makes you feel like you want to dance or something or gives you that internal enthusiasm. I would keep that next to me. I would keep several books next to me that confirmed the belief that I wanted to have in myself in order to win, and whenever that voice would come in, I would jump up, I would slap my hands together, I would scream the belief that I wanted to have. I would, I would not permit it to, to like dwell in my mind to overtake my action and keep me from not doing anything. And I think that's part of the reason why Hill talks about burning the ships. Because if there's no consequence to your procrastination, if there's no consequence to you not following through today, then it's you, you, a lot of times we lack the urgency to do it. And we do have one really big problem that, that most of the middle-class people of the world and, and below that actually face. We were never taught that it's okay to go after the big thing that we want. Or if we were taught it, there was also kind of a contrary message that went with it. So if you are not taught that, you don't have the pattern inside of you to do it. Every time you start to think about what you want, there's a little voice that says, can't have that, don't ask for too much, only get what you need, you're not that special, however it is that you internalized it. So you have to overcome that voice every single day and you have to really start to rip it out by the root so that it cannot keep controlling how you think, how you feel, and the, and the behavior that you're 
that you're ensuing every single day. So books, music, it could be inspirational movies, it could be, it could be, it could be an accountability partner that refuses to buy into your story, no matter what your, no matter what your story is. They're always going to tell you you can, that your story is a bullshit story, no matter how real it is, and to, to, you know, to not follow it and, and get going. Um, in times where that emotion is really taking over everything and clouding your ability, you have to have something that you're going to say to yourself about the idea that um, uh, why it's important to you to break through this. Because one of the most dangerous things that happen, especially when I coach people, one of the things that I do with them is talk very, very uh, uh, certainly in the beginning about what is, your, what is your stopping paradigm? How do you stop on yourself? Let's see what that strategy is and unravel it. Because what I experienced was that when I first started coaching people, that I would coach them for a while and some people would get triggered by something. They would go into their stopping strategy and their stopping strategy made anybody that was not part of that strategy the enemy. So then those people, even the encouraging people, became the outside enemy. I became the enemy instantly. And I would find, you know, the phone with somebody, I'd be like, why are you so cross with me? Like, what, what's going on? And in their mind, they had already made it, already made me the enemy. So I realized that it was the strategy that was causing that. However, if you know what that is up front, you can see it coming. You can actually see your own strategy starting to engage in your, with your conscious mind. And you can say to yourself, this is my stopping strategy. This is what happens every time something happens. It, it gets me an emotional charge. It gets me to look at or think uh, negatively about what I'm doing. It's trying to get me to agree with whatever the problem is and why I can't do this. And then I get pulled into that idea and I stop in some way or I sabotage myself in some way. So the urgency is very, very important to want whatever you want. Um, let yourself want. Let yourself want something. And if it's, if it's, if it's too uh, difficult to voice that, around the people that you're around, don't voice it. Just keep it to yourself, but allow yourself to want it. Do not dampen or deaden that desire for the things that you want. So I want you to create this idea. I want you to create this strategy today. What are you gonna do from, from the idea of engaging a new belief to override consciously whatever it is that's stopping you? And you have to keep that in front. And I'm going to keep reminding you to do that every day. So every time, like think about some of the questions you've asked. How do I make this go away? When is it going to stick? What about these problems that I'm experiencing? All that stuff is designed to stop you. You have to override it consciously with the new belief and then immediately take action on it to get a different result. Even if you don't get the result right away, the idea is that you take action on it to get that result. Because every time you do it, it proves to your mind that you're not gonna stop. And when you do get the new result, it proves to your mind that you can. And it's so important that your mind understands that you can. Um, in, in Collier's book here, The Secret of the Ages, there's this one thing where, because he talks about this constantly throughout the book. He says the two prerequisites are the earnest, um, I'm sorry, 
Two pre, the two prerequisites are the earnest desire and the intelligent understanding belief. The intelligent understanding belief. So that's that is that's intellect that he's talking about. Not that's not the emotional belief. That is that is the intellect. Um, someone has said, you know, the edu uh, that education is three force encouragement, and the encouragement is the suggestion that the thing can be done. It is the suggestion that the thing can be done. You're in, you're responsible for that suggestion. I'm giving you the suggestion every day. Whatever you read gives you the suggestion every day, but you have to participate in that suggestion. The friendliest voice to your subconscious mind is your own mouth. Think about that. The friendliest voice to your subconscious mind is your own mouth. It's your own words. So you encourage yourself every day. Don't tolerate negative talk. When you see that you're thinking negative, snap out of it and start replacing it with well-chosen sentences about what you do want in the positive and as if it's already here. Not that it's in the future, as if it's already here because that's all your mind knows is the now. If you think in the past, no. If you think way in the future, no. The belief has to be in the now, right? And remember this, your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between reality and imagination. The more you say it, the more you see it in your mind, the more it goes into that subconscious recess where it, it literally takes over and becomes very habitual. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.